Hello, y'all. How are you doing? Good day, good day, good day. All right, so it's the 28th of October. Oh my gosh, we're almost there. We just had the 29th, the 30th, and the 31st. Just three more days after today, guys. And then I might just switch things up a little bit um, because this was definitely a learning and growing experience for me, no doubt. Um, Just so many things learned, so many things revealed to me just through the scriptures alone and actually talking about it to put it into context and application um, just based on my life or experiences has also helped me to um, think of what I would change and do better next time. If you guys have any suggestions on um, some way or new ideas to change it or to make it um, more enticing um, for another study on another time, then um, go ahead and if you're watching on YouTube, you know, put a comment down below. If it's via podcast, I believe you can still send me a message um, on the podcast or whatever. Um, or you can go to Instagram page um, at full.circle.flourish on Instagram. Okay. And we can figure all that out. All right. 28. First, let's um, go to prayer. Sorry, y'all. I'm kind of all over the place. I have so much I have to do still today. And I'm just like, oh, I got to hurry and get this done. And I'm not trying to rush it. So sorry if this is really short today. Um, but yeah, that it's just because I have a lot of other things I still have to do. Um, but the Lord obviously is important. God has definitely told me and shown me more than once that I am to put him for first in everything. So I just want to do a good job without rushing, but at the same time, I do have to get some stuff done. So my apologies if it seems um, rushed. I'll try not to make it feel that way. So let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father God, thank you so much for everything that you've done. We always seem to open up in Thanksgiving because that is so important. We just really want you to know that from the bottom of our hearts that um, we just are thankful for you. We're thankful for all that you do. We're, we're thankful for all that you are. And we know that there's nothing that can conquer you. So knowing that there's nothing that can conquer you, that makes us feel safer and even better, you know, leaning in on you and your word. Dear Father God, um, just please continue to mold us and teach us through the discernment of the Holy Spirit and allow us to um, just really pay attention and to stop being so busy sometimes and just really just really truly lean in on you and your holy word and just try to listen to what you're speaking to our hearts through your gracious holy mighty spirit we thank you so much for everything again like always and we send this prayer up in jesus name amen all right guys excuse me for a second okay chapter 28 It says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Because of the transgression of a land, many are its princes. But a man of understanding and knowledge, right, will be prolonged. A poor man who oppresses the poor is like driving rain, which leaves no food. Those who forsake the law praise the wicked, but such as keep the law contend with them. Evil men do not understand justice, but those who seek the Lord understand all. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Whoever keeps the law is a discerning son, but a companion of gluttons shames his father. 
one who increases his possessions by usury and extortion gathers it for him who will pity the poor. One who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer, is an abomination. Whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit good. The rich man is wise in his own eyes, but the poor who has understanding searches him out. When the righteous rejoice, there is great glory, but when the wicked arise, men hide themselves. He who covers his sins... <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I so apologize, y'all. A thought just ran through my head about um, something that happened over the weekend. <laughs> dealing with my son and I just start thinking about it again and I'm just like I'm so sorry God please forgive me (laughs) okay let's start over from verse 13 all right y'all I got it all right verse 13 he who covers his sins will not prosper but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy happy is the man who is always reverent but he who hardens his heart will fall into calamity. Like a roaring lion and a charging bear is a wicked ruler over poor people. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor. But he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if this is God just messing with me or if this is straight Satan <laughs> trying to <clears throat> disrupt because <laughs> he know we close to being done. And see, I believe this is Lil D doing this. He know he he know we close to being done with this uh, with this reading of Proverbs in in three more days, y'all. So again, I apologize. Okay, we almost done. I'm gonna get through this. All right. Starting at verse 16 now. Man, I'll tell y'all what I was laughing at later, but I'm, I really do. I apologize. Okay. 16. A ruler who lacks understanding is a great oppressor, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. A man burdened with bloodshed will flee into a pit. Let no one help him. Whoever walks blamelessly will be saved, but he who is perverse in his ways will suddenly fall. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. To show partiality is not good, because for a piece of bread a man will transgress. A man with an evil eye hastens after riches, and does not consider that poverty will come upon him. He who rebukes a man will find more favor afterward than he who flatters with the tongue. Whoever robs his father or his mother and says, it is no transgression, the same is companion to a destroyer. He, (coughs) man, they don't want me to read this chapter today, does he, little dumb? Okay, little D really coming for me today. But I shall say, not today, Satan. So starting at verse 25, he who is of a proud heart stirs up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. 
He who trusts in his own heart is a fool, but whoever walks wisely will be delivered. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. When the wicked arise, men hide themselves, but when they perish, the righteous increase. Y'all, this is the word of the Lord. Hand clap for finally, finally finishing that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so took my son to a little birthday party this weekend. And this might not be funny, but you know, like when someone falls and it's funny because, you know, they ain't hurt themselves. But like people like, well, why are you laughing? That's not funny. Well, he fell like three times in a row with the walker. And it was just funny the way he was doing it. And I felt bad for him because he, you know, he's still a little kid, but he was so embarrassed. And I've been trying so hard to teach him stop caring so much about what people think because all of these little kids are out here falling. But there's ones out there, guess what? They keep falling and guess what they do? They get right back up and on skates. They skate for about, I don't know, three feet and they literally fall again. And he get back up and he skate maybe now about five feet and he fall again and he gets back up. And so I've been trying to teach my son, and you can't care so much about what people think, but he's so worried about feeling embarrassed um that he gets he starts to get um real kind of like sheepish like closed in then he doesn't want to try and I was like man come on man don't so I'm just laughing at the way he fell but I was holding his hand when he fell the second and third time I was like what you doing and it's just because my po baby he just oh I need to take him skating y'all anyway back on topic (laughs) poor little thing he's that poor blessed little thing that's what he is a blessed little thing but you know he was he tried man when he failed him three times he's like I'm done <laughs> not going back out there but he'll get it we we gonna practice he gonna he gonna learn how to skate and ride a bike we not there yet but we getting there anyway I digress All right, so one thing I'm going to tell y'all, starting at verse 1, is that when you have the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, man, I'm telling you, like I've always said, that Holy Spirit gives you a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of a sound mind. And so verse 1, the second half of verse 1 says, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Man, when, when the Holy Spirit is really pushing you to do something that is in God's will, like me, for instance, I'm the perfect example you don't care what people think. And it's so funny. I just finished talking about that, you know, about my son and the whole skating thing. He kept falling down. Um, but, you know, he got to a point where he got so embarrassed, he gave up. And that actually ties into this a little bit because I said in uh, chapter 24, I believe that I was thinking about, you know, giving up. I was getting a little, a little discouraged at one point of not continuing doing these recordings or these videos because I was like, I don't know if, if this is really helping someone or healing someone or whatever, or if somebody's getting anything out of this. But whether it was through the radio or this random man that I ran into at Wawa, he was like, keep the faith, keep the faith. Because he was just looking at my face. He said, you just look like you don't want to go. I said, I don't. And he said, oh, no, you got to, you guys said, yeah, he said, I felt that way. And, you know, about a, a little while ago, then I took a two-week vacation. He said, man, I came back so refreshed. He said, but you got to keep the faith now. You got you to keep the faith. Man, I'm going to tell y'all something real quick. Quick, quick story. I did not want to go to Wawa that day. This man was at Wawa. I wanted to go to the other coffee shop where the lattes are $5 a piece. Knowing I don't have $5 to spend on any foolishness like that, but I was willing to sacrifice $5 
for some fat, sugar, and caffeine. And I heard the Lord speak to me in my heart, and he said, no. He said, don't you spend that kind of money on no coffee. I want you to go to Wawa. You can spend a dollar because Wawa has this big special that's been going on for a long time, for some time now, where $1 for any size coffee. So from the smallest 12-ounce cup all the way up to whatever the biggest cup, it's all $1. And so he was like, I need you to go to Wawa. And I had, I had actually driven around. I thought about it. I was like, nah, I'm going to go Starbucks. And then he came right back at me. He said, no, I said, I told you go to Wawa. Well, I was like, I literally have the nerve to have a little bit of an attitude. I was like, <sighs> like I literally took a deep breath. Like, I guess I'll go to Wawa. So I go to Wawa and I see this man. Um, in case y'all didn't know, this is a, this is like a little praise report for Wawa. So, um, big ups to Wawa for doing this. Any food, um, and their little hot food bar, um, by the register, like the little pretzels and breakfast sandwiches that don't sell, um, they'll collect them up. I don't, and they'll give them, they give them to the man, the man that said this to me, uh, a person, a vendor actually comes with these, um, thermal insulated bags and they put the breakfast sandwiches and things in those bags. And then I get, I think the man takes it to a homeless shelter or a women's center or whatever. So big ups to Wawa for that. Um, but anyway, and Wawa is a gas station for those who don't know. Like, what the heck is she talking about? Wawa is a gas station. It's act, and it's also kind of like a food service center. So you can get your coffee there. You can get great soups and sandwiches. You have chips. It's like 7-Eleven on steroids. Um, yeah, all that. And you get just great a coffee bar, all that stuff. Lattes, you get ices and... And then it's like a regular 7-Eleven where you can get your stuff and they have a little healthy snack little area. It's really cool. Anyway, so um, he saw my face and I really did not feel like going to work that day. I don't know why. You know, sometimes you just get up and you don't feel like going to work. It's just one of those days. And my face was probably looking all long and sad, but my bun was pulled back so tight. I was like, I can make my face, uh, I can have a worse expression on my face, but because my bun is so tight and my face is pulled back so tight from my bun I was like no one's gonna really notice if I'm not looking too happy or not that's at least what I thought until this man saw me and I saw him kind of look at me then he looked again and he was kind of I guess just assessing my mood and or whatever and uh and he came over to me he's like a smile you should smile so I was like oh I'm okay and I smiled he said there you go and then uh, he said, you look like you don't want to go. And then that's what I said. I don't know stuff. But this is the thing I want I want y'all to learn from this story is if I had disobeyed God and went to Starbucks, I, it's not to say that something bad would have happened to me by walking into the Starbucks, but what would not have happened is I would not have been encouraged to quote unquote, keep the faith or to keep going, to keep pursuing this study on Proverbs. He was literally like an angel that he kind of just planted in my path, but but the Lord directed me at the same time. See, when you have faith, man, and you just start communing with the Lord, I don't care if you're in your car, you could be at the library, in class, at school, walking down the street, in the gym, exercising, at a store, anything. You could be doing anything. And when the Lord wants to give you instruction on something, you need to listen because he's not always talking to us. He's not always speaking to our heart. But when you hear him speaking to your heart and he's giving you an instruction, please do not ignore that instruction. If I went to Starbucks, 
I would have blown four more dollars. I would have been putting probably a much more harsh chemical in my body because I don't know what they be making their coffee out of, but that stuff is like, (laughs) I don't know, man. That stuff is like super duper strong. Their coffee, I can't even drink their coffee. Anyway, we ain't going to get into that. But the point is that I would have paid way more money that I didn't have for a coffee or a latte, whatever. Putting all that fat sugar caffeine and cream Ugh. anyway just thinking about it and then I would not have received the encouragement that the Lord was wanting to give me through another person he uses people y'all all the time it's just what he does it's his nature it's what he does I would have never gotten that encouragement because that man wasn't at Starbucks do you understand he was at Wawa all right yeah, the Lord could have gave me a good word or could have pulled something on, put something on my heart to say, turn to this book or whatever in the Bible. But that's not the point, man. He gave me, he spoke to me over something so simple as something as simple as where to get my coffee. You know, when you have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, the Lord will direct your paths. Do not ignore. Do not ignore. So I just wanted to share that with y'all to say, you know, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. That encouragement was needed. Then I got in the car and was listening to the Christian radio station. And um, I heard uh, a song came on. It's called, I, I think it's called, um, I Believe. And she just says, I believe, I believe, I believe. She says it over and over and over and over. And um, then she says, uh, you know, keep the faith. And I was like, oh, okay, confirmation. Woo, I didn't heard it a second time. Right after the man told me, I'm sitting in my car waiting for me to go in for work to start work and then that song comes on so I was like okay so he's telling me then the Lord pulls on my heart because I have my Bible with me in the car this morning because sometimes I'll do that I'll just do my communion with with the Lord before I start work so I'll bring my Bible out the house with me sometimes and I heard him say uh, turn to Jude I said okay so I flipped open the Bible and boom Jude and the subtitle, and I might have told y'all this before. If I did, I'm sorry. Anyway, the, sub, the first subtitle starting at verse 3 says, Contend for the faith. And he's saying, Contend earnestly for the faith, which was once for only the saints, now it's to the Gentiles. But I was like, that's three times in a row. And um, one thing I noticed is that um, the Lord seems to like to give confirmation in threes. I could be wrong about that. But it's just a pattern I've noticed for me. Sometimes he just does certain things, certain ways with certain people. Everyone isn't the same. That's not a blanketed statement. You just got to get in with the Lord, man. And then you'll start realizing the patterns and the things he has for you. And um, how he wants to speak to you. Right? Okay. So, y'all, I'll be just going off. Sorry. I need to, I want to tell you these things so that we know how they're relevant. But anyway, go to, um, all right, so chapter 28, Proverbs, verse 9. It says, one um, who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. So I want you all to know, whether it be you and yourself or your family or your friends, um, if they rebuke, so a mocker or a scoffer, If they rebuke the word of the Lord, they don't believe it. They don't believe anything that it says. 
Um, even their prayer is an abomination means the Lord has great hatred even for their prayers because they're so blasphemous. Their heart is so far away from God. And there's plenty of people out here like that. They, they say God, but God is very vague, um, a vague term to use a lot of times. Cause if you ask people like, Oh, well, what God or who's God? Well, then you kind of take them off guard Then they can start feeling offended and they're like, well, why are you asking me that? You know who I'm talking about. No, I don't. Okay. And that's why I'm asking you because I just want to know because I want to be able to put into context who you're talking about when you say God. And um, so we have a lot of people that say God and they say, oh, I'm putting up prayers for you. Well, first of all, everyone should not be praying for you because we don't know who everyone is praying to. Remember that. <laughs> all right. Um, one who turns away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. So if you have family, friends, co-workers who um, don't believe in the word of God or they only want to believe in certain scriptures and they want to omit the rest of the Bible and they talk about they send up prayers for you. I've actually had told someone before, that's okay. I mean, you can't feel bad about that. You don't trust me when I say you don't want everyone praying for you. However, you don't have to be mean or nasty about it. And when they say that, you just send up a prayer along the lines of, whatever is on your heart to say to the Lord, like, um, if dear father, God, if so-and-so is not praying to you, please, um, thwart any prayer that comes from them in regards to me and my situation, you send that prayer up because you know who you're praying to. You know, you're praying to the real God, the true God, the only God. Um, and, but, but to be honest with you, you really almost don't even have to do that simply because the scripture says right here, his prayer is an abomination. So the Lord already has great hatred for their prayer. So try as they might, it will go amiss simply because they don't believe they don't have the faith. They're not part of the spiritual body of Christ. So because of that, it won't go. And I don't want to keep um, bringing up the spiritual body of Christ to make anyone feel like, you know, you just, you just, um, became a Christian and you just got baptized, and you just received salvation, and that makes you feel like you're not included. No, you most certainly are included. Um, but your spiritual walk will grow over time. It's not going to happen immediate. Um, but over time, as you seek the Lord, seeking you shall find, right? Matthew 7, 7. Um, it'll start to grow and develop. Like I said, it'll, it'll be a process. It'll be a, a true transformation, a spiritual transformation where there'll be a renewing of your mind. A lot of the bad habits that you had or were doing, you just simply will not want to do them anymore. You won't know why. You can't explain it. You just will not have an urge. It's because the Holy Spirit is purging you from the spirit of your desire for, for um, allowing the flesh to take over your better judgment, okay? Because now when you're walking in the spirit, you will be transformed. You know, you are not to like the ways of this world. So the, this is real, guys. This actually happens. There's so many people that can give you their testimony about how they just stopped yearning to doing, for, yearning to doing the worldly carnal things that they were doing, all right? Um, and verse 10, this is a, a encouraging verse because it's another promise. It says, whoever causes the upright to go astray in an evil way, he himself will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will inherit goods. You guys keep that so close to your heart. That's Proverbs 28 verse 10. Do not intentionally, willfully, you know, fellowship and commune with those who, um, do not believe in the word of God or God. Now, it's okay to hang around them to try and, like I say, show them the light, bring them to the light, explain to them how Christ saves, he forgives, he loves, 
you can do the same and you can receive peace and salvation, that of which you've probably never known before. But if they reject, 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 they want you to get away, leave them alone. They don't want to hear you talking about Jesus. Then, okay, you know, go ahead and leave them alone and just send up a prayer for them. Um, But if that person put a stumbling block in front of you or you caught them attempting to put a stumbling block in front of you, that means basically a pit they will actually fall into their own pit. And so again, guys, with just my life and experience like this is another thing that I have experienced and it's going to happen. It's already started to happen and you just have to be careful. You have to um, mind your company, all right? Mind the company that you keep. It's so important. Um, Verse 13, he who covers his sins will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. So how do you get your mercy from God? Repenting. You have to confess, and it's not about confessing your sins to a person or a priest. It's not about that. If you want to do that because that's what you feel is in your heart to do, then go ahead. But if you're not confessing them to God and you're running to a person with your sins, man, are you confessing amiss? You are not repenting. And I, I, I say all the time, you can't give false repentance. Repentance is for you to repent for your sins to God, directly to God. There is no intermediary that you need. You don't need a person to intercede or be in the middle of that. But if you want to do that, okay. But you also need to make sure that that's only in addition to you repenting independently to God yourself. All right. Do not make any mistake with that. And when you do that, when you confess, um, anyone who com- but whoever confesses and forsakes them as in their sins, forsakes their sins, repents, will have mercy not might have mercy can have mercy will have mercy which then makes it a promise from God he who covers his sins will not prosper so if you have something deep down in the pit of your heart that you did that you've kept a secret and it's still a secret for years now man you need to stop and so funny because the Lord just revealed to me about a couple days ago that there were three things that I was not doing that I should have been done. And basically he was saying to me, if you don't start addressing these three things, I'm going to cut in, come in and swiftly cut you off. He doesn't play y'all. Okay. Continue to ask the Lord to reveal to you what he needs you to know. I had sent that prayer up that very night. He gave me that dream. And the next day he helped to I don't know, decipher it for me, I guess, is the best word I could think of. It's so important you continue to send that prayer up to him. Lord, please reveal to me what it is you need me to know. And based on how quickly you can catch on to things, he'll reveal things to you in multitude of ways. Some people, they have visions where they're awake and they see stuff. I don't really have that. But he showed me, and it took me a while to um, try, but through scripture and through... um, different confirmations he just revealed to me look you have three things you need to deal with you know what those three things are I've told you to do these things basically it was pretty much as disobedience so it's not um something that's uh such an issue but these are things that he's already revealed to me that I needed to clean up 
He gave me a time frame to do it. I didn't do it in that time frame, so that's disobedience. And there's a consequences for disobedience. So he was showing me that, you know, the Lord sends spirits. He can send wicked spirits to people. He sends them to some people, the spirit of death. If you go back and think about the Old Testament, when he told his people, put the blood on the doorpost and down the sides so that the angel of death can pass over you, he can send out the angel of death on, on death on people if he so chooses. So he can send unclean spirits out into people if he so chooses. Are they the domain of Satan? Yes, but remember, for those who are God's children in the body of Christ, devil can't just roll up on them. They have to get permission from God for him to mess with them. They have to get the, he has to get the permission. Job was a righteous man. He couldn't just go muck with Job because Job was righteous. He was a servant of God. So he had to go to God. Satan had to go to God to get permission from God to go mess with Job. All right. And I've said this before, and I just want to make that so prominent because I want you guys to remember, like, it's not just a thing where he can just muck with his children. He can't just muck with his children, but the Lord often enough will allow us to get mucked around with from Lil D and his minions because of four major reasons, um, which I wrote down somewhere. Anyway, one of them is to test the faith. One of them is so that we can go through certain experiences so that we can empathize and help others who've already been through that experience so that someone can say, I've been there too. I know exactly where you're at so that you can properly minister to that person in a way in which they can receive the word so that they do not turn away from the faith. Or maybe you're introducing them to the faith for the first time. All right. Um, One way is to, so I said, test the faith, have similar experiences. And then a lot of times it's sanctification process. It's just a sanctification process where the Holy Spirit has to really work really, really hard to purge us of bad habits that we have picked up and acquired and lived with for years on end. And so we, some people might actually be clean, be um, holding on and hosting multiple unclean spirits and multiple demon spirits you just might and so if you're one of those people it's going to be one heck of a process and you're going to feel like throwing in the towel and saying i'm going back to my old life because this was peaceful at first for the first like week and then all hell broke loose let me tell you but when you start moving in your direction towards god Lord D will come for you as much as he can to try and mess with your stuff. He might not mess with you, but he's going to try to dig up in your finances, make your car break down. You got to fix something on your house, um, your child acting up now and talking back and all this other stuff and giving you attitude. And so he'll do things like that, although he might mess with you. Okay. But he knows that by doing these things external to you will get into your head. And so if he knows that's a method of getting into your head and mucking around with you and your brain and making you feel like giving up, well, then you just making him happy. No, we got to persevere. The Bible talks about that so many times, perseverance. All right. And so then the fourth way that um, the Lord allows us to go through things that he might send stuff on us is to just teach us a lesson. So it's a consequence. We disobeyed him. We know we disobeyed him. But again, we trying to hide that sin and try to act like he can't see it, man. How dumb would we be to think that he can't see it? He sees the heart. So any minuscule, vile amount of sin that you've done that you tried to hide, he sees it. And guys, that stems from everything that you can think of. Every category of being a glutton, 
um, being um, hypersexual, fornication. I mean, I, I can't even, what chapter was it in? Galatians? Yeah, right before the fruits of the Holy Spirit. It talks about all of the the carnal fleshly things that the Lord hates. And if we make habits out of these things, um, he will, he'll come to us. This is walk. This is subtitled walking in the spirit. This is Galatians chapter five, starting at verse 19. It says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, all right, y'all, here we go. It's a long list. Works of the flesh, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And that is the word of the Lord. (laughs) All right, y'all. So there's so much more to be talked about in chapter 28. But for now, I just want to say, okay, y'all, that was my little British voice. I'm just being goofy today. I apologize. Anyway, um, going back to verse 16 in chapter 28 of Proverbs, though, the second half of that scripture, it says, but he who hates covetousness will prolong his days. So what was one of the things of the flesh we just read about? Jealousies. I, when I was a child, I used to always wonder, what does thou shall not covet me? Covet? What does covet mean? Covet means being jealous and envious of others and others' things. Like if you see somebody has a handbag or this this house in this neighborhood you want it, or the car and even the color of the car, or maybe a certain pair of shoes, or you have a subscription or like stadium season tickets to some sports team that you love to covet after a person because they have those things and can acquire it is foolishness and thank god that's one thing that i've never really done i've never been jealous of other people but when i see that somebody has something i've always been able to tell myself well i could always get that myself if i really want it and i would work hard and if i wanted it i would get it but chances are i would work hard and not buy it and then get something else anyway and so we are not to be jealous of what other people have or other people's lifestyles or nothing, but we are to work on ourselves in the Lord, all right? So I just wanted to end with that. I know this was long. We're at 34 minutes already, and I just want to say, guys, I really enjoyed this. We only got three more days left, and I am super excited. I'm going to try and make sure I uh, control myself with the laughing and the goofiness <laughs> in these last three days. But hey, this is just me. This is just part of being happy and reading the word, teaching the word um, with application, you know, with just joy in my heart. So we can't hate on that, right? All right, y'all. So I'll talk to y'all later. Um, and God bless you all. Bye.